to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, my name is Deidre Shen, I'm going to be your host for this podcast and I'm actually joined today by Bonarai. She is my co-founder in the business that we have. So we run a business called Capture. It's still a baby right now, but it is going to become a, what would we call it? Like, I wouldn't say monster, but that seems, that seems like. You mean a, a well-adjusted citizen <laughs> of the world. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, has a really productive job, pays her taxes, all of that. Is yeah. nice. Is really nice. <laughs> So uh, that's what our business is going to become. It is called Capsho, uh, C-A-P-S-H-O. And Capsho helps online entrepreneurs turn their stories into a bank of captions and emails. Uh, so I'll go in, we'll go into a little bit more about how it came to be, but it is the number one, the only tool of its kind, the only software of its kind, mm. uh, really. So we're really, really excited about, about that. Um, and I guess... Why I have Bono on here. So Bono is only joining, oh, maybe I'll get you on for a guest episode every now and then. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm a very busy person. He <laughs> <It> really is. <laughs> but we actually, um, we actually co-host another podcast. It's called the Remarkable Entrepreneur's Playbook Podcast. Like, I know Important. it's a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a playbook. This is just the podcast because, and the, the difference really is that this podcast is going to be all about interviewing and speaking to and chatting to remarkable entrepreneurs people who have had some kind of internal struggle that they've been able to overcome and still thrive and build successful businesses and i think you know those stories are just so powerful Mm. because we can all relate to that right we all have internal struggles Mm. of some kind and i can definitely go into some of mine uh, (laughs) as we as we chat um whereas the playbook uh the remarkable entrepreneurs playbook playbook podcast you know i'm not talking um is really about almost like the steps, the steps to help people actually work out all of their different facets of remarkability. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so Bonna's here with me today. She's going to be interviewing me. My favourite. Yeah, or we're going to be chatting, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for this first episode and then from here on out, I guess we will. I'll be the one chatting to all other um, really successful entrepreneurs. So... Where do we start? Well, this is very very exciting. Um, Well, why don't we start, I guess, at the beginning? I know we talked about Capture still being a baby, but, you know, kind of like every baby has a beginning, right? Like, so we go back to kind of what was the, what was almost like the seed of inspiration from where all of this began? Um, Because I know that you, you found it. So DJ and I, you know, you and I, we've been co-founders for about a few years now, but, you know, you've been doing this for a long time ever since you've kind of... Almost a decade. Almost, Almost a, a decade, decade yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So you got you you caught the bug early. So you've been going. You've been doing this for a little while, but I do feel like Capture is different. Yes. 
it's yes. different. The the kind of how you came to be and where you decided to actually go, this is a thing we want to do. I love the story, but I really love for you to tell it to be like, how did that start? Yeah, this is my this is my favorite baby. I mean, I know that generally we're not meant to be like, who's our favorite child? But but you yeah. heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> All of your other businesses are like, what? <laughs> Okay, so um, I guess if we just talk specifically about what led me to this point, and it was really very recently, actually, only like mm. three months ago, mm. um, that I got to this point, and then and then we can take it back even further to my you know ten years ago, but three <laughs> months ago, um, uh, okay, I do need to set a little bit of context. I guess the the very last business that Bonner and I was working on was a coaching business, so we grew that to multiple six figures in twelve months, which mm. was phenomenal. Um, and I think, uh, what I, I don't know about probably, yeah, three, probably even earlier than that. I just started getting this feeling, you know, those feelings that like kind of creep up on you and you just don't really know why, like your head is like, what the hell's going on? But you know that there's something that's not quite right. Mm. That was feeling kind of misaligned. I was starting to feel that, um, a lot. And then, you know, three months ago in September, we were at um, an event called Final Hacking Life. Um, I'm sure that a lot of listeners on here might know Russell Brunson. Uh, so we were at his live event and it was a, it's a four-day event. So we were sitting in this room packed with people and, you know, the speaker after speaker on the stage and they were amazing talking about their success and talking about, you know, the communities and the audiences that they serve. And um, I was like, wow, you know, while I love our community and, and you know, who, who we serve, I'm like, there's just something that's... <laughs> I think, I don't know, ultimately I think I felt a little bit burnt out mm. um, and maybe that was where it was stemming from. But anyway, on the last day, on day four, Tony Robbins spoke. So he was, and we got to see him live. He's a giant of a man, by the way. <laughs> and um, he, he said literally, well, it was like one word. It's so funny when just the one word can trigger all of the things. Mm. But he was talking about patterns of focus and really how you find happiness and ful- fulfillment, which comes down to the patterns of focus. Mm. And... Uh, one of the things I was speaking about was when we focus on what's missing, not what we have. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't even know how, but there must have just been something just laying dormant almost in my mind. Mm. That triggered in me this like, oh, my gosh, he's right. Because all this time over the last year, 18 months, I've always been focusing on what's missing and trying to fill the gaps to the point where I think that's why I was feeling burnt out. That yes. I was just like just trying to like – it was like sprinting a marathon <laughs> to like, you know, stay in front of all the things. Yeah. And and I was like, but what I have, if I focus on what I have, and and what I was thinking about, it wasn't like the material things or, or not the things, the other things in my life. Like I'm grateful, obviously, all the time that, you know, I have really great friends, really great, you know, um, business, husband, cat, you know, we get to live in New York, all of these things. Mm. But when I looked internally, I was like, wow, that like, the thing that I never um, really, I guess, gave credit for, I, I always looked at it more as a hindrance, is the fact that I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. And and then that's – so when I when I kind of was thinking about that and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, so I am an introvert. But just, And despite being an introvert, I was still able to find successes in school, college, my corporate career, entrepreneurship. Which when, are all quite extroverted environments. Right, yeah, yeah, they are. Like even in college I did a law degree and literally 10% of the marks was class participation. Like mm. that is an introvert's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was like my – I had this sinking feeling as soon as I read that. I was like oh, – yes, I'm only getting 90%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm settling for 90%. <laughs> 
Um, and even in corporate, you know, like it is generally for anyone who else has been in corporate like when you're in meetings and things like that. And it's generally extroverts that get the attention, they get the accolades, they get the promotions, they get, you know, because they get visible. They, mm-hmm. they make them visible. Whereas I really, really struggled with that. And yet, even despite that, I, you know, was been promoted i've led teams like you know it's been a really great career Mm. um and then obviously entrepreneurship like again it's hard it's hard to because i never wanted to put myself out there i never wanted to be the face of anything i never wanted to talk about my like my business (laughs) like myself you know Mm -hmm. like yeah that's how hard um and i think you know we always i'd love for you to tell the story actually from your perspective of like the time when (laughs) Oh, when someone asked you about your business yeah. and you were like, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. So Deidre and I, we used to work together in corporate. Um, uh, we were in the same team and we were in this meeting together. I think we're waiting for the meeting to start as always. That's what you do in corporate, right? You're yeah. in meetings or waiting for meetings. And uh, it was for this uh, diversity and inclusion uh, program we're running, That's which is why we had some new, very impressionable grads in the room. They really wanted to help with all of these things and they were super lovely, super smart, all of those things. Uh, and one of them, while we were waiting, was like, oh, you know, we're doing uh, uh, roundtable intros. And she was like, oh, you know, you're, you have the chalk pot. Oh, my gosh. And she's so bubbly, super sweet. She's just going on about your business. Um, and I think how she goes there and you know, how delicious it is. And, of course, my expectation is like, you know, it would be, it'd be thrilling for you to hear this feedback from, you know, a customer, a loyal customer. <laughs> And I just looked at you and, and because I noticed because Natalie, the grad, she started to go, oh, she started to kind of stop talking and she was like, oh, I'm almost apologizing. And then I looked at your face and you all, you all just like, you just looked like you wanted to just like either like melt into the ground, but also punch her in the face to stop talking, you know? And then I was like, oh man, did something happen with the child? Have I missed something? And it was only afterwards that I realized that it's a really uncomfortable thing for you. Mm, right. Yeah, Extreme. Yeah. Okay. I could feel the discomfort and poor Natalie, I think took the, took it the wrong way. Potentially. Yeah, she yeah. just thought I said something to offend this person. Yeah, no, It was totally me. It was all me because I just, I did. I wanted to just like have a hatch open up below me and drop me down because I do hate attention. Like, you know, so that, yeah. So that's just that how much of an introvert I am. Yes. And, um, so yeah, so that's, that's something I have and that I've, you know, despite that have been able to find success. And in that moment I was like, Rather than thinking about it as, as I said, a hindrance or something that holds me back, I was like, it's actually the thing that makes me remarkable mm. because I can talk very, very authentically to the fact that even with that and all the things that mentally it, like it does, it does hold you back, right? It takes such an effort for me. And you've seen this time and time again, like when I walk into rooms with a lot of people, I have to like actually try to like mentally gear myself up you know mm. to to actually enter and and to start and to approach people and talk to people and think like that's just not who I am yes um but yet I've still been able to find success and that's kind of what I like in that moment I was like yes this is something that I have and I should share this with people because I'm surely not the only person who struggles mm. with this right mm. surely and it might not be the exact situations or circumstances that other people <clears throat> have, but this is the great thing about stories is that when you share a story, people can't help but hear that story in the context of themselves. Yes. Right? Yeah. So when I share that story or when I, you know, when you share that story about someone, you know, you're singing my praises and I just <laughs> wanted to like <laughs> slap them across their face. Yeah. <laughs> 
does that as well. Yeah. Um, it's not a shy, retiring type. You're like, oh, stop talking. Yeah. Then, you know, someone who's probably not in that same situation, but they've probably also been like, oh, yeah, I can remember that time that I was so uncomfortable when someone was, like, really talking me up and mm. I just didn't, like, I just wanted to hide. Yes. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's um, – so I was, like, in that moment, and I think I turned to you because you were sitting next to me, and I was like – I think we have to do this. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then you're texting me furiously yeah. obviously because you're in the middle of a talk. Exactly, exactly. Um, and this is the thing. This is what I need to do. I wanted to help to build this community of um, people who wanted to share their remarkable stories. And when I say remarkable, I don't mean this big, like, grand thing of, you know, um, like your family friend did of, like, climbing 10 mountains in a year or something like that. <laughs> Netflix special coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing, it doesn't have to be big and grand like that, but like each and every one of us are remarkable in mm. our own way because we all have had to deal with our own internal struggles, all of us. Yes. And despite, in spite, because of those, we've been able to build successful businesses. Mm. So that's kind of what I wanted to share, A, with this podcast and B, with our business, with Capture, because we wanted to make it really, really easy for people to share those stories. That's the whole point of capture, right? Yes. It's like how do you how do we take you take it from out of your head, <laughs> take these stories, these experiences, these things that you've done and learnt um, and felt, and actually create shareable content mm. with them. So mm. captions, you know, short form um, content that actually tells your story. So yes. that's yeah, that's why we're here. And maybe an unexpected, I guess, uh, origin story for a software company. But I love that because mm. I think it's kind of like that is where, you know, the heart and soul of, of Capture lives. But really for every entrepreneur, whether you, you know, this, listening to this podcast, but that's where it all starts. So one of my favorite things about, you know, when we made this realization, right? So you had this realization and you're like, I think we need to do this. And you know me, I'll, I'll support you to the end. And also because it felt right, right? But then I remember we were also like, Oh, you know what that means? You know, because we had this amazing business and, and we're still kind of serving clients that we had already signed up um, under our previous business. So it's not like we're just kind of turning the lights off, but we knew that there was going to be this new era and this new focus. And it's scary because you kind of already have success mm-hmm. in this proven model. Like, who are we to think that we can just, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that gave me comfort in that time, um, not just kind of to do this, but also as a friend and, you know, and being in your world was that you just, it was, obviously there's still the excitement and and all of that, but, you know, I think you said something like, you know, you really feel ready for this. Mm -hmm. And why that's significant for the, you know, it was for me was, you know, I remember like a few years ago, I think we were having this conversation and one of our coaches at the time said, by the way, if your dream, you know, amazing, um, successful business, like got delivered by Amazon prime tomorrow, what would you do? And then I had all these plans. I was like, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm so excited. And then I saw you were just like mulling over quite. And I'm like, you know, tell me about that. And you're like, I think I have this fear of success. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, we were talking about, and that was only a few years ago, but now it's almost like you were like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this chapter is going to look like, but I feel ready mm-hmm. for whatever. And, and there was just something in that that felt different, which is why I was kind of saying Capture is definitely your favorite baby. 
and I, I, I suspect it's because of all of the things that you've been through to this point, yes. right? As much as we would have been like, that was not necessary. I could have just got to, you know, if I could have just not wasted a few years of my life there. Yeah. Yeah. But how would you say your background's prepared you for, and I'm, like you say, it's not this momentous moment where we're about to step into greatness, mm. but you're about to gil- build greatness in a way that, you know, I, I know that for sure. We just don't know what that looks like. So how, how would you say your background and what you've been through and, and struggled through and, and you know, overcome yeah. has prepared you for this time? Yeah, this is, yeah, it was really interesting because I think this is a thing when we, you know, when we're in our early 20s or even before then, we're like, yes, you know, we look at all of these, like the Facebook, like Mark Zuckerberg's, like, they're like you know, yeah, we're going we're gonna to just build a business and it's going to be the thing. It's going to oh, be yeah. successful. It's going to be like, wow, how different that journey is. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, where's the bee's knees? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and I really do admire the people who kind of can find – and I think that's a problem. Like, I've never had that feeling even in high school. It's like, you know, some people just knew. They knew in their being that they were meant to become a doctor, do- a doctor for example. Right, like, yeah. Right? And yeah. I was like mm, – my dad really wanted me to become a doctor. <laughs> like, He's like, I that. feel it in my being <laughs> that you are meant to be a doctor. <laughs> I was like, there was never anything like where I was like, I'm meant to do this thing. This was why yes. I was put on this earth to do it. Nothing like that. And so as a result, I think I kind of like essentially dabbled in a lot of things. Now dabbled successfully, I would still say. Um, yeah. Like, you know, when you look objectively at it, you know, yeah. I've built seven-figure businesses. Um, so a bit of my, my background is um, – Asian nerd, <laughs> so you, you might have picked that up already, you know, doctor, oh, didn't become a doctor, I'll have a law degree instead. <laughs> yeah. uh, the backup plan. Yeah, exactly. Went into banking, uh, that, that's where Bonner and I met, uh, and then I kind of had like a quarter life crisis, mm-hmm. you know, um, sort of mid-20s, and I was like, oh, this is not for me, corporate's not for me. Uh, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, he was studying, he was studying medicine, mm. But he was hating it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so, so we kind of like, well, why don't we do this thing? Because he loved to bake and specifically because um, we just moved out together, he was perfecting my all-time favorite dessert, which is a molten chocolate lava cake. Which, mm-hmm. ah, um, Delish. Yeah. It's still, it's, still, it's still one of my favorite desserts. And, um, and so he, was, he actually really, really enjoyed baking and he mm. enjoyed experimenting and with, with desserts and things like that. So we decided to open a dessert bar. Now, for anyone who has <laughs> not gone into hospitality before, I was like, I'm like, I would not encourage it. I would not recommend doing that as your first business. Because Read between is, the lines, guys. It yeah. is. Oh, my gosh. You just, I mean, maybe if I had known what I know now, I, I needed to not know, really. Yeah. You wouldn't have done any of it. I wouldn't have done You'd be a doctor it. right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would. Um, but, yeah, so the chop pot was our, my, our first ever business, which, um, look, ended up being it ended up being a seven-figure business. We had multiple locations. We had five locations um, in, you know, in within, gosh, three, four years, mm. I think. Um because you're opening a store a year at one point, or maybe even two yeah. at one yeah, year, I can't remember, yeah. but yeah. And then alongside that, we opened um, a burger restaurant, so we have two of those locations. And uh, and then, you know, we and then we started our own journey, so we started a fashion tech business, which mm. we did eventually fail. Um, we went into agency work, we've done, we've opened e-commerce businesses, built these awesome brands, um, built a coaching business, like, wow, you go, that's a lot in, like... <laughs> In we were last, busy. Yeah, exactly. We were busy, yeah. You know, built a successful coaching business. Um, and I think it, you're like going through all of that and seeing the patterns of what 
I was doing time and time again with these businesses of how we were able to grow them um, and have success with them. And it culminating almost, it, it's almost like for me, because I'm like such a strategy nerd. So it was like the coming together of the strategy because during all this time, I was obviously in my mind kind of going, oh, what are the patterns of the trends? Um, you know, and mm. creating a framework out of it because I can't help that. That's how my brain works. I just mm. need to create frameworks. So the, the coming together of that, the coming with the almost like the emotional experience of like of me personally, like internally, mm. this is how I like I feel like I'm in the right place in the right moment. Yes. And then having this really powerful vision of the good that we can do in the world. Mm. I think like it was a coming together of all of that. And so even if I just touch on sort of the um, the framework part of it, uh, I've called it, I've termed it virality marketing um, because I am such a, I never really bought into the whole like, Oh, if you're going to be a business owner, you have to be a marketer. I was like, no, no way. There, no. Other people, maybe Other, not me. Yeah, not me. And, um, yeah. How quickly you have to eat your words because it is so, so true. And so that's the thing. So I became really fascinated with the marketing side of every business that I built. Like how did that all happen? And it happened because I already touched on this before, but there's a stories part of it. We always, always have to be telling our stories. But not just that, because it's all more be like, yeah, tell the stories. And then it's like, but why isn't... And the reason why stories is important, by the way, is because that's the thing that creates connection, mm-hmm. right? That's And that's why even even as I was saying, like, I was telling my stories before and I was like, for you guys listening to this, that may not be the exact story that you have, but I bet that when you were listening to that story, you were thinking about it in your own context. And that's how we connect, right? Because yes. you can be like, oh my God, Deidre, that's exactly how I felt too. And we connected mm. right then and there. Mm-hmm. So... Stories is just such a powerful part of it. But to be honest, stories can also be quite passive. And so how do we make that active is actually through the data. Mm-hmm. That's how we actually make our stories active and work and start working for us is if we can stay on top of the data and actually have it working um, because the data is going to tell us what is working, what's not working, and what mm-hmm. we have to fix and what we don't. Mm-hmm. So even within stories, when we tell stories, we need to still be on top of the data. So it's this coming together of like the – you know, the, the, what is like the hard hitting, hard and soft almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like what you're saying about making your stories work for you. It's not about changing your story. Cause I think that's what happens with marketing too. You think you change your story. You think you have to be this other person Yeah. when really this is about still being who you are and, and, but actually using, using data to actually bring out that in the best way that actually reaches your person. Yes. A hundred percent. So yeah. So virality marketing, it's like a data driven way for you to, fight to reach and connect with your audience um, but it wouldn't be complete without the other big thing of how do you, how you grow businesses which is systemization like mm. my very first mentor that was the first thing he told us to do in, for the chocolate he was like i don't care how small you are because i was like we have this one little itty bitty store we only have like a handful of stuff everyone knows what to do he's like i don't care do you want to grow i was like yeah it's like you have to systemize yeah um and so this is the thing so systemization so if you can't kind of um uh, in your mind, imagine a Venn diagram. How virality marketing works is the bringing together of data, stories, and systemization. Um, and so that is the framework that I um, a am so passionate about, but that I teach um, you know time and time again mm. and help our clients implement. Love it, love it. And those have definitely been the three, I guess, the three eternal things that have been in each of your businesses. Yes, 
Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Okay. So this is going to, so I think you touched on, I know that like Capture, we've got a really exciting vision that goes, I mean, I think the software is going to be a big, big part of it, but really like with everything, it's like, what is that going to enable? And I'm really, really excited about that because we really, um, you know, one of the reasons I think we talked about you kind of feeling this level of like certainty about this and then and me not just kind of relying on that but then it also aligning for me was I think one of the main things was like I could see so clearly how this is going to serve a very specific entrepreneur right mm-hmm. I think and we talk about being entrepreneurs we're always like hey, product market fit make sure that you're solving a problem and I'm not saying that to 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 reduce that but like really think about what does that mean that's when it's going to feel right you're going to feel on purpose with what you're doing every single day because this stuff is not easy it's so hard so and I think for me really it clicked because going okay we are going to be solving a very specific problem for a very specific type of entrepreneur mm. you know and we're no longer afraid about like knowing who our market is and not wanting to be everyone for every, you know, be everything for everyone. Like you talked about constantly chasing, how can I plug that gap? So I am the one-stop shop for everyone, for everything. Yes, It's exhausting. Um, And I think, you know, one of the things that we were seeing a lot of, so like you talked about, you know, we've done some agency work before, we've done all sorts of different, we've dabbled in all sorts of different business models um, and know what the pros and cons are for each of those. But one thing that I see a lot of our clients ourselves included I think you even before we met with your other businesses really kind of struggling with you know um, either either wasting a lot of time trying to learn absolutely everything while Mm -hmm. also working in the business as well as uh, trying to work on the business yeah. and it's just insane so I, I, i'm sure those of you who listen are like oh yeah it's almost like growth you've almost become afraid of growth in the way because you're like how am i supposed to keep across all of these things mm-hmm. and they're just constantly on that hamster wheel of whether it's content creation trying to understand what you know what works you know like and and, and putting that pressure on themselves eventually cracking and going okay i need to outsource this and really all they have available to them are social media agencies right yes. or, or managers and absolutely no shade to them because we've done that there's still a, an element of our business that does do that but being in it you realize you, you you understand why you know it costs an arm and a leg really yes. because on the on our client side people are wasting all of this money with these agencies and on the agency side they're at 300 percent you know overbooked yes. trying to get all of this stuff done yeah, which makes sense right because that's how they make their money exactly they how else be, would yeah. they make money because they're yeah. they're they're paying for resources and and they're not and so many clients going i i wasted all this money and didn't get any results and because that's you know there's you know it's just a it's a copy and paste one size fits all in a way right unless you're, you're prepared to pay a lot lot mm. and you basically get them in-house and we're like that's not available for everyone yes you know so Or, and then that all happens and we've seen so many clients go, you know what? My time isn't worth it. I don't have that money to waste. So I'm going to leave money on the table and not have anything. Yes. I think you were talking to a few really, you know, seem quite successful businesses where they didn't have an Instagram account. Yeah. And that's not to say that they can't be successful, but they could be more successful. And it's just the simplest thing that's getting in the way. Yeah. You know, so think about all of that and you're like, wow, there's a really big opportunity here Mm. to help ourselves for sure. Because we use our own product and our own service. Um, but other businesses too, but I would love for you to, to expand on that, on that, you know, kind of what we're seeing and, and how, you know, and I guess the, the vision that we have for capture and how we can actually solve for that and, and create a brand new breed of entrepreneur. Yeah. And that's actually, I'm super excited about that. And there's actually two parts of almost two my vision. So, um, to what Bonnie was alluding to, you know, my, my vision for this, this new brand of entrepreneur is like the next generation of sloth bosses. Ba-ba. <laughs> so I love it. Call them. <laughs> Um, because they are intelligent, um, smart, 
bosses of a thriving business, but they know that the only way that they can do that is by, and it goes back to the biology principles, by, you know, leaning on the data, telling stories, but importantly, systemizing Mm. all of that. And so I genuinely believe that the answer is not to just outsource it to an agency, uh, to outsource it to a social media manager because of all the things that you said. Um, but really the how we need to think about it is how do you outsource it internally? So how do you essentially delegate internally so that you still have the – and I know this sort of gets in negative connotations, but it's really not, but you have control over – the narrative you have control over even the data like the you know and where you want to like what you want to do to move the, the dial on, on the, the, the metrics mm. um and do it in a really smart cost-effective way mm-hmm. now so basically that's what i want to do i want to help sloth bosses be able to do that so that they can actually do all of the things like you know they'll have that visibility, they'll, they'll build their credibility and authority. They'll be able to generate leads organically. They'll be able to do all the things that they need to do, but actually in like under two hours a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why Capture is so powerful as a software because the hard part, you know, every time we think about, oh, we have to outsource to a VA, but, and we were talking to other businesses about this, and what you can't outsource is the copy, right? Yeah. Um, because that has to come from you. That has to come genuinely from, as I said, Keep going, saying it over and over again, but your stories, your perspective, your you know, um, your point of view, that has to come from you. So you can't outsource that. But hey, let's make it easier for you. Let's actually systemize it through software. Mm-hmm. Still your words, still your stories, all of that, but just packaged up in a way that makes it consumable on these other platforms like Instagram. And then how can we actually help our clients become those sloth bosses mm. by then helping them build a team? Even if it starts with one person, yeah, one team, <laughs> um, a team of one, VA, a really cost-effective resource that um, is super smart, super capable, takes feedback on really, really well, and does what you need them to do, right? And we know, we know the things that you need them to do, you know, mm-hmm. especially on Instagram, because again, I've done it time and time again. So. That's one one element of it. That's kind of you know one part of the vision is how is building this next helping to grow this next generation of sloth bosses. Mm. I'm super excited about, um, and especially in these days and times, like we work with so many, especially female entrepreneurs who are stretched in so many ways. Oh, they yeah. um, you know, they they want to build a business, which is like amazing. Yes, let's do that. But they also have families, and they are also the 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 home care like the home makers. You know, they mm. you know they have to look after the home essentially and um you know they also have friends and family and interests and live these really full lives and it's like how do you do that without letting things like social media like the marketing and sales that you need to do how do you do all of that without letting all of the other stuff consume you yes so that's why sloth bosses those who want to be lazy but in a smart intelligent way and grow thriving businesses all at the same time so exciting so exciting. Yeah. And then really quickly, the other part of that, part, other part of the vision is, you know, we want to be able to keep providing these opportunities. Um, you know, I myself, as I said, I'm an Asian nerd. My parents actually came from Malaysia, so a developing country. Um, and so I know firsthand the struggles it is to get the opportunity. I mean, they literally moved to Australia because of the lack of opportunities for us in Malaysia, like for my brother and I. Mm. And so I know firsthand like how hard it can be to find those really good opportunities. Now, the great thing is that 
in the internet and being global and being online has made it easier. But what I also want to do alongside, you know, growing this next generation of sloth bosses is like, how do we keep providing these opportunities for, um, for, and especially women, but you know, really anyone like these capable, very, very capable humans in these, um, who just because of geographical location, just because of the, their circumstance of where they were born, like just don't have, easy access to these opportunities and that's kind of the other part of what I wanted to also um, help build. So those are two parts of the vision um, and I'm really, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to actually implement the things to get us there. Yeah, can't wait to share that and build that community and, and invite everyone to be a part of it because mm. I think that that second part, I mean, you know I'm a sloth boss through and through. You know me. Um, <laughs> sloths are actually one of my favorite animals too. So need to know nothing from me. I'm like, yep, I'm there. <laughs> Say no more. Sloth boss, that's that's me. Yeah. Um, but also I think, you know, contributing in a, in a bigger way, I think that ultimately is going to be the reason we're all here, yes. right, for however yeah. short time we have. So that's so exciting. Um, all right. So that I think, I mean, to me, I'm kind of like, I'm in love with that, you know, but like I, I mentioned, I think earlier in our chat, I was like, probably unexpected from a software company. Um, I mean, we are a female founded company, so maybe there's that, but, you know, really um, thinking about what makes us different. And this is not, I know, I know you're quite competitive. I can get competitive too. And this is not, you know, we have to be really, really clear about, you know, it's not about being um, looking at other people and constantly racing against them because we're against ourselves, mm-hmm. but it's really important to know what makes you different. Like what is going to be your value proposition to the market right and and what what makes us different to other because there's other people in this space mm. people hate writing copy yes. <laughs> for sure yes. so there's lots of people trying to do it in different ways yeah that's great i think that everyone's trying to solve this problem but i think we solve it a little bit differently yeah uh, with capture yes um so we'd love to hear a little bit more about that yeah so uh if we're talking about just the product itself like yeah definitely you know our whole approach to it is that it has to start from you and your stories Um, a lot of you know other copy kind of writing software out there they will leverage other people's content and stories Mm -hmm. and you know they bring it in and they piece it together for you given a keyword that you put in for example like that's not really how I want to build a community like a community like a heart-centered community where you know that you yourself are remarkable and you have something that you can share but share it quickly Mm -hmm. and simply right Mm -hmm. so that's from a product perspective um but what i would say is that like we know how hard it is to you know because we use it all the time like to make our lives easier we we do use software all the time and sometimes it's hard when you know you just get software thrown at you and you're trying to like figure it out and trying to work out where that it's fits in you know a a process that you have and how it all gets systemized and and everything Mm. else so what we were really intent, intentional with doing, and, and I think it also comes from our coaching background, is that we do want to wrap coaching and training around the software. So, yes, we, you can buy the software um, or subscribe to the software on its own, but really what we're, what we're more um, passionate about is, like, how do you come into our community um, and work with us personally? And the software is just an enabler yes. of us to get you from you know, where you are now to the next level yes. of where you want to be. Yes. So yeah. that's what, I, yeah, that's what I'm, 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 I'm really super excited about that approach to, I guess, marketing and selling software. Absolutely. And I think conversations with early users has really, um, you know, alluded that. So, uh, you know, one of our, on one of our onboarding calls, uh, one of our clients mentioned how, you know, it, this is rare, like to actually get, you know, in front, uh, actually have 
uh, someone think through how you can apply the software and actually have created that for them yeah. um, to actually, so that it in a way forces you to use the software yes. rather than going, here's a piece of software, use it. Yes. Um, so I think that's, that's awesome. All right. Well, I think we're, that's pretty much all the things we wanted to cover in this episode, but I know that there's a ton of people listening now going, oh my goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I love what I'm hearing. I've connected with you, Deidre. <laughs> Yes, I am there. I want to be a sloth boss. Yes. <laughs> All of those or any of those uh, uh, variations of those. Um, what can they do to um, to basically, I guess, you know, connect with you and take the next step if they wanted to? Yeah. So if you're kind of like really hard hitting and you're like, you're a sprinter and you just want to take action, um, then come and join the free uh, four day bootcamp. So it's called Scale Your Funnel with Instagram Bootcamp. So you can do that at captureunlocked.com slash scale. Uh, Very so good. That's, <laughs> so that's like, that's one option if you're like, yeah, I want to keep, I want to get going ASAP and becoming a sloth boss. If you're kind of like, oh, I kind of, you know, like what I'm hearing somewhat, but I don't know enough about you and I, I just want to find out more, then there's a couple of ways. Um, come follow me on Instagram. That's at Deidre Shen, so just my full name. Uh, so that's uh, if you're on Instagram, if you're like more of a Facebook user, then come and join our Facebook group. It's actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. <laughs> it's a group. So if you search it, that's what will come up. And what we actually do as part of that is um, on our other podcast, the one that Bonner and I co-host, The Remarkable Entrepreneur's Playbook podcast, we actually, you know, it's a little bit of a different way that we set that up where um, we actually give people homework mm. to do, to, like very bite-sized steps, small piece of homework, and we actually um, talk about that in this group. So it's a really, really great way for you to get be in the community, um, join in on the conversation, um, and you know, really discover all of the different facets of your remarkability. So yeah, come join us over there too. Amazing. All right. So I guess that was the um, first episode of the Remarkable Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you guys for listening in and we will see you on the next one when I am back with another amazing entrepreneur, remarkable entrepreneur. I'll see you guys then. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.